0: Proverbs chapter 23, verses 29 through 32. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaints? Who has needless bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? Those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine. Do not gaze at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a snake and poisons like a viper.
1: Too much of anything is too much, right? Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's one of the aspects we have to contend with uh, in a society that, uh, especially in the commercial world, uh, talks a lot about the freedom so that nobody wants to interfere with drinking and drinking can become a bad habit. Uh, I write, the drunkard drinks from the cup of despair. He drowns his sorrows, regrets, and adversities in the false comfort of his addiction that he is enslaved by, uh, and he is enslaved by it. Drunkenness does not lead to salvation. Peter shows us the good path, even if it is a hard path. quote, just as he who calls you is holy, so be holy in all that you do, For it is written, Mm -hmm. be holy because I am holy. Mm. I think this is greatly discounted in our own times, um, this aspiration to be holy. Mm. Um, It really, all that means is, number one, you believe that God exists. And number two, that you believe there is a connection between who you are and God. But it's a lifelong journey. It's not something that, you know, is like a magic show or something instantly appears out of nowhere. Uh, You may be called out of nowhere, but the rest of it is uh, a walk or a journey or um, however you want to put it, following Jesus.
0: Yeah, this is a this is the, this may be the best time to use this term, but this is a sobering verse. You know, he's talking about not getting drunk on wine and right. falling into the um, allure and temptation of, of drunkenness all the time. It's going to bite you like a snake, it says here at the end of the passage. And your call then to, to the alternative, which is holiness. Um, I'm thinking about the, the the constant tension in all of our lives between the spirit and the flesh. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I wonder if there's anybody listening to this who heard that verse read a couple of minutes ago and thought, "Oh man, you tell me I'm supposed to give up wine? Are you sp- telling me I'm supposed to give up my favorite uh, microbrew beer?" Um, And that's the flesh saying, I I don't want um, to give up these fleshly pleasures for the sake of holiness. And I don't think the Bible says you have to give up all fleshly pleasures. In fact, once we understand this holiness thing that you're talking about, we can actually turn back and enjoy earthly pleasures in their right place without having them control us. You can drink a glass of wine without having to get drunk. Uh, I think that's an aspect of holiness because you're um, focused on Christ more than on that next high, so to speak. Um, So I just wonder if anybody listening to this feels that tension. I know I do when I consider these things. Uh, To be honest with you, we read this and I thought, huh, I was planning on having a glass of wine tonight at five o'clock. Maybe I won't today. And so, in other words, I was feeling that, you know, that tension. Am I, does this mean, does my call to holiness mean? no earthly pleasures.
1: Your call to uh, how did you
0: say that? Does You're- does does our call to holiness mean we can have no earthly pleasures? And I don't think that's what the Bible's saying and I don't even think that's what Proverbs 23 is saying. It's really talking about like blitzed out drunkenness here as a, as an escape, you know. It says that's what comes back and bites you if you if you only live to satisfy your flesh to the extreme. It's going to really come back and bite you. That's the exact phrase. They use this us here. So the holiness alternative is um, to put earthly pleasures in their right place.
1: You know, there's a funny kind of way. I, I, I totally agree with what you uh, are just saying. And it's not just wine and it's not just liquor and it's not just mm-hmm. There are all kinds of things that separates you from God and holiness. Uh, but I think it all ultimately you have to go back to a time in your life. You, when you were a lot younger, I was in my middle age, middle years, where God became coming to know God, coming to know Jesus, uh, became the central purpose Hmm. and passion in my life. In other words, Hmm. my heart, uh, which I think was pretty focused on other things reoriented itself at a certain time in my life, but that's not the end of the story. The story actually is beginning at that point. As Paul's story. I mean, he tells you about his past, but his story as we understand it through his letters really starts at a, at, at a, a confrontation or a, a, a uh, meeting uh, Jesus on the road to Damascus. And nothing is instantaneous. And he all had. I mean, his his hope, the passion and direction of his life. He becomes an element of God's purpose. And hmm. before that, he was fighting God. And I think that's a metaphor for where so many of us human beings find ourselves. Are we in are we in conflict with God, or are we a um, passionate hmm. Follower of Jesus Christ in this life that we have. That's good. That's a good distinction.